Jacques Alak and Win Strong for the Free Weed tune. And we are back now with episode 11. We're back from Amsterdam. I'm back from Portland, Oregon. Had a blast there at the OMCAs. We have a ton of cultivation stuff today for you guys. I'm going to just bang right through it. We're going to do a recap of the Amsterdam Cannabis Cup here for you guys. Free Weed from Danny Denko. Uh, we got an interview with Swerve from the Cali Connection. He's the breeder who's been winning uh, cup after cup for all different kind of uh, Kush-related strains and hash. Uh, we're going to do a segment on hydroponics because our new issue uh, is our Hydro Grow Report for 2012. Um, as usual, strain of the week, uh, grow questions and answers, the Dear Danko stuff. I know uh, a lot of you guys... Uh, listen to us on the normal network and uh, apparently it's down now for a couple of weeks so we are uh, looking forward to being back on the normal network starting back in january you're still going to get your free weed though right i mean we're not going to deprive anybody of free weed absolutely not hightimes.com slash free weed is there subscribe there please check us out on itunes and give us uh, high ratings and and quotes and stuff and whatever you can do to help us is awesome because we're excited we got two new sponsors we got everything going on so um, without any further ado, we'll be back with episode 11 of High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Danko. Hey, Dan. Hey, Mike. So this show is always brought to you by marijuana, but more specifically, what do we got? Wow, this is great. We have all you need for free weed right now. We have two sponsors. We have Ontario Seed Bank back on board for another episode, and we've got BC Northern Lights. These are grow boxes that they make. So with the seeds and the grow boxes, that's all you need for free weed right there. You can be dealer-free in no time at all. And these are the type of products, both of them, that pay for themselves in like a harvest or two. So well worth it, and we're really excited. They've got special deals for free weed listeners, so keep listening, and we'll give you more info on Ontario Seed Bank and BC. Northern Lights. Thank you. All right, we're back. Hey, all right. Episode 11 and excited to get it underway. We're going to talk about Amsterdam's Cannabis Cup, the 24th annual High Times Cannabis Cup that we just uh, returned from a little while ago in Amsterdam. Definitely quite a whirlwind, huh, Mike? Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. We we know we, we made a couple of promises <laughs> before we left. We said uh, that we'd have some free weed from over there. We said you might get to hear uh, Winstrong do yeah. the song. Yeah, he wasn't able to make it over there, but we we're uh, the, well. Let, let, let me put it this way: the cup is sort of like a tornado, <laughs> and this happens every year where we go over there and just get swept up in the insanity of the Cannabis Cup. And we always think we're going to have time to do this, that, and the other thing, but... Yeah, absolutely. You know, I call it marijuana fantasy camp, but at times it can even feel like you're, you know, corresponding from uh, from a war zone or something. It's definitely a wild time. Um, this year was uh, especially interesting due to a police raid by the Dutch yeah. authorities. They actually came on the third day to our expo at Borkland, and, um, just outside of the city limits of Amsterdam, and they came 100 deep, 100 officers in five different uh, vans that came in and, and kind of raided the whole cub, actually. It was pretty, pretty intense for it that was, few It was hours. a raid, yeah. It was actually the fourth day. That they, was, they right. raided. They they were Wednesday. there the third day, um, both in uniform and undercover. Right. Apparently, they saw something. 
that they didn't care for so much, and then they came in force on right. the fourth day. And ultimately, never you know, ended up arresting one person, Mila, who kind of was <laughs> yes. you know, a seventy-year-old Dutch a, woman on was an, the uh, one on a mission to get arrested, I think, and and uh, she was there with us later that night. So they really, really accomplished very little, but they definitely came uh, through. And I think we have some audio of the raid, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we absolutely do. This is the uh, the translation uh, of. What was going on, read by a Dutch officer over All the last week. Right, let's listen to that. I will translate it in English. In connection with the suspect in freedom of the Omnium Act, will the police enter in this building? You need to leave the building through the exit. When leaving the property, you will be subjected to a search by the police on basis of the Omnium Act. Everyone who is working at the fair should be retained in here and also progress with the police and show a valid ID. Thank you very much. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That, so that was quite a buzzkill at the moment when she said that, but the ultimate thing was everybody ended up just smoking and the cops actually caught a contact high, which I thought was very funny. I mean, some of them were probably getting high for the first time in their lives. And so ultimately, you know, I look at it as, uh, you know, some kind of a spiritual event for them. It was a very, it was a strange raid because being there, I was thinking, you know, like you said, it's a hundred deep. They're all armed. They went directly to positions. This was a well-coordinated, well-thought-out raid. And then later I was thinking, you know, in America, if you get raided, there are dogs and automatic weapons and pepper spray. These people were coming in with bicycles. Yeah. It was a very Dutch raid. They when were you very polite. They, they were, were very polite. polite. Even they, when you talked to them, they were very polite about it. They encouraged people to smoke the evidence, which people <laughs> did. So, yeah. So all in all, you know, everyone was really uh, very well behaved and very cool. It was the nicest group of people I've ever been raided with. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we had to take it in stride because uh, obviously, you know, nothing real bad's going to happen. So uh, ultimately, I think they just sent the message that uh, there's only a certain amount that they're going to tolerate. And we're going to go back with a different approach and make sure that we are able to keep doing the event over and over. And next year's the 25th. We're very excited about definitely putting that on in Amsterdam. And we've got uh, L.A. and Denver coming up and then... San Francisco after that. So Cannabis Cup goes on. It goes on, and the important thing to remember is they raided us on uh, Wednesday. We were reopened the following afternoon at noon as scheduled. So, yeah. Yep, I was there. It was, yeah. it, was, it was cool. The people who came that day really uh, felt like uh, you know we were overcoming something, and that was nice. And uh, the, the other thing, I'd be remiss not to mention the musical acts. B.O.B., uh, was incredible that first night. Uh, Be Real from Cypress Hill. He was just great. Uh, DJ Logic was really, really cool. Cool to hang out uh, with. DJ cool Logic to, was amazing. That was fun. Yeah, um, Dilated People, of course. They 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 play all the time. Dilated Peoples and, and Raka and, and Evidence and Babu. Those dudes are my dudes, man. They're, they're so great. Big time weed lovers. Um, Eric Bobo, my man from uh, Cypress Hill and Beastie Boys, uh, along with Rhett Matic, they're they're Cypress Junkies, uh, Cypress Hill and Beat Junkies, and that was pretty cool too. So uh, all in all, some great, great performances, uh, hip-hop, some all, you know, stuff all over the, the map. So that was cool. Um, and that guy's yeah. super natural. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah. The, that he was amazing. He his ass off. That was really cool. He you know could, what? Let's, uh, why don't we give that a little listen? Oh, just a, a very brief. We have a little clip. Perfect. We'll just give a brief listen. What, listen. What, explain what's happening oh, uh, this, on stage right here. I will. This is Supernatural. He's a master of freestyling, which, uh, you know, they're just making it up as they go along. He's literally taking cues from the audience and rapping about exactly what's happening at that moment right off the top of his dome. And a lot of people, you know, you talk about freestyle and they're reading it off a piece of paper. This dude is making it up as he goes along. Now listen to this. Yeah, check this out. Oh, 
when you give them the caption. Yo, this is all action. This is right now. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Cool stuff, man. That guy can really spit. Uh... Another thing we got to talk about is the winners. I mean, that there was some uh, surprises and some some not so surprises. Obviously, the coffee shops. Uh, you got your two juggernauts. You got Barney's and Greenhouse. Uh, Barney's taking first. Greenhouse taking second. Uh, Barney's with the Liberty Haze and Greenhouse with Hawaiian Snow. Uh, third place, Green Place now for the second year in a row. Uh, so shout out to Mo and Green Place. That was great. The Buddha Tahoe. Uh, pretty amazing strain there. Uh, we'll be talking to Swerve a little later. He's uh, responsible for that strain, so that's pretty rad. Um, seed company strains were really interesting. Uh, Reserva Pravada Kosher Kush won the Indicas with uh, Hortalab Starbud and Cali Connections Tahoe OG following up. And that was really a lot of great Indicas. Uh, I got to uh, test the hybrids, which was really cool. Uh, again, it was DNA Reserva Pravada. Uh, winning with the Holy Grail Kush, which uh, really everybody who was testing just felt was above and beyond everything else by far. Yeah, that one uh, was widely enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. In second place, Cali Connection with the Deadhead OG, another amazing uh, Kush strain from Cali Connection. Yeah, Swerve had quite the cut, man. A lot, oh, man. lot of up he and downs. A, he took a ton downs. of he, awards here. He took, yeah. a ton, he took four different awards. Got hassled by the Dutch police, but then oh, yeah. cleaned up at the cup the following <laughs> night, you know? Yeah, he took uh, the first place in the seed company, Hash with the Tahoe OG Wax. Uh, Hog Seeds took second with the Hydra Hash and Reserva Pravada Colorado again. They them uh, they did it with the Rascal OG Nelson. So they got four awards in this cup and Swerve got four awards. And, and now you, you got to hand out the Sativa Cup, right? I did. And this was a really interesting category. I did not judge it, but I did get to smoke these strains. And I got to say... Uh, Third place was uh, Karma Genetics Dominator, which was great. Second place was TH Seeds with Electric Lemon G. Very interesting stuff about that strain because it's actually uh, somehow the reservoir or the roots are bathed in electricity. There's some kind of electrical current running through this hydro system. Yeah, we got to look uh, into I'm, this a yeah, little I'm gonna, further. Right? I'm going to work on a story about this yeah. at some point because it's very interesting. They were saying that the you know it resists bugs and root aphids and things just won't. Uh, attach themselves to the roots when there's a little bit of electric current there. So that that was really interesting. And first place uh, went to Rare Dankness Seed Company, and people were out of like, nowhere. Out of nowhere. Out, out of nowhere. Well, out of Colorado, but out, right. also out of nowhere. It was the Moonshine <laughs> Haze, and this was just an incredible haze with real old school Neville's Haze uh, type flavor and genetics. And so um, Scott from Rare Dankness, I got to hand him that award. I just basically about six months ago wrote an article about breeders in Denver and included him as one of the breeders um, not even knowing at the time that you know obviously he's going to come and win uh, the Sativa Cannabis Cup uh, but he did and so uh, it worked out great for him and I you know well, you was, know it's, it's the beautiful thing about the Cannabis Cup I remember you telling a story about Big Buddha Right, how he sort of thing. came out of nowhere and took yeah. it, and it, you know it can happen it's like a dream come true exactly. for some of these breeders where they come and just yeah yeah, and you put yourself on the map at that point. You know, this stuff goes down in history, and so the important thing after that is just you know manage your business wisely, make sure the seeds are are proper and well done, and you know you're on the road to uh, immortality as far as cannabis breeding goes. I mean, I have the High Time Seed Bank Hall of Fame. You have to win a cup pretty much to get in there. So. Um, pretty exciting to hand that cup to someone and, and feel the chills and feel the emotion as you, somebody wins their first ever, you know, seed company cup. It's, it's pretty exciting. It is. Well, congratulations to all of the winners and we're going to actually have one of the winners, multiple winner, uh, on next, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have Swerve. He, uh, he is the breeder for the Cali Connection, which is an incredible seed company out of uh, Southern California, specializing in Kush strains, uh, particularly the San Fernando Valley OG and, and a lot of those uh, real cushy SoCal strains. We're going to talk to him about uh, that, talk to him about his hash and breeding process and growing. And, uh, you know, we're excited. We'll be back. Yeah, stick around. Check out Swerve. We will be back with Swerve. Hey. 
just wanted to mention to you guys again, Ontario Seed Bank is our sponsor for the show, and these guys are right here in North America, North America's first and only legal seed shop. These guys will give you free delivery on orders of over 25 bucks. So check them out. They're on Lakeshore Boulevard in Toronto, Ontario. You can drive up there from pretty much anywhere in the Northeast. Um, Phone number 416-255-5355, and their website is ontarioseedbank.ca. You can see what they have. They've got a bunch of TGA, uh, subcool seeds. They've got all those uh, top 10 strain winners, wild rose seeds, Ontario's best, and bonus special for free weed listeners. They've extended this offer another week, 50 skunk diesel seeds for $100. That's 2 bucks a seed basically free weed right there because with that with 50 seeds you're going to get some great keepers and some great indoor or outdoor stuff and really good time right now in the winter time to buy these and stock them away for the spring or for your next indoor you got to mention free weed to get that deal even if you're getting some sub cool seeds mention free weed to them mention that you heard of Ontario Seed Bank through their involvement with this show. And like I said, they've got Jack the Ripper, Crazy Train, Cheese Quake, Plushberry, all the great subcool stuff. They've got deals on all kinds of stuff. And they're right there in Ontario, in Toronto. So Canadian owned and operated. Check out OntarioSeedBank.ca and give them a call. Tell them Free Weed and Danny Danko sent you. All right, we are back on episode 11 of Free Weed, and we are here with Swerve from the Cali Connection. Um, Welcome to the show, Swerve. What's up, guys? How are you doing today? Good, good. Well, uh, I guess we got a lot to talk about because you took a lot of awards at the Amsterdam Cannabis Cup. Uh, I have a list here. Third place Indica for the Tahoe OG, Um, second place Hybrids uh, for the Deadhead OG. Those are the Seed Company Awards. And then uh, first place, an actual uh, cannabis cup for seed company hash with the Tahoe OG Kushwax. And I guess uh, you and the Green Place would probably share that third place cannabis cup for the Buddha Tahoe, right? Yes, sir. Right on. Wow. Four awards. That's pretty awesome. And uh, I know you've uh, definitely had some successes in the past. Um, How does it feel to, to, you know, take those cups like that? You know, it felt pretty good, I have to admit. I, I'm sure via the video, as you can see, I'm quite excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was definitely, uh, definitely super stoked to, to have won the uh, concentrate. And, I mean, you know, we entered five different categories, and to win something in four of five. That's amazing. Can't really, can't complain. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And concentrate. I mean, I wasn't judging that, but uh, I uh, I definitely got to see some of those. That's a really tough uh, competition because there's just so many great uh, concentrates entered. I mean, you're talking about the breeders of all the seed companies making their finest, uh, you know, hashes. So that that's a pretty tough one. And so um, that's probably especially prestigious in your mind, I would imagine. Yeah, we're really actually quite excited about that concentrate. We're really looking forward already to next year to see if we could back-to-back it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And, um, I mean, I would say, you know, you guys are kind of known for um, basically a lot of, like, Kush genetics. You've got, like, that that old uh, San, uh, San Fernando Valley, the SFV Kush, um, involved in a lot of your crosses and stuff. Um, so one of the things I've always heard in Amsterdam from the people that come over there for the cup is like, you know, Danko, where's the Kush? Where's the Kush? You know, in the, in the past. And so I think, uh, you know, between you and, uh, and the DNA guys and stuff, I think, uh, that Kush has finally made its way over there and, you know, people can say that they actually have legit, um, Kush available in Amsterdam thanks to you guys. So that's great too. Yeah, man, I'm stoked about that because, you know, there's one thing that always bugged me about Amsterdam was when I got there, I would smoke and I'd go, dang, where's that weed from back home, man? That's the stuff that they need out here. That's the stuff that gives you that kick. But uh, now now it's actually out there. You can actually go to a green place. You can go to the gray area and actually get it, which, yeah. is, which is really cool. Yeah, it's good for me, too, because then at least now I have somewhere to send those people that are complaining to me about uh, the lack of Kush, you know? 
I know. You're, they're like, where's the good stuff? You're like, go here, go there. Those are the places. Don't, yeah, go. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Don't leave some for me. Leave some for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, actually, you just uh, were in our December issue uh, with uh, in my top 10 strains of the year. We put the uh, Larry OG Kush in there. And uh, um, do you have anything maybe you could say about the the Larry in particular? Because I know that's a lot of people's favorite favorite OG uh, variety. Yeah, you know, the Larry actually is kind of that, that creeper. Actually, it was a two-time because last year it actually was in top ten as well. So we had it two years in a row in there. Actually. Oh, right so that must That must go to show it's actually good, really. But I, I think it's more the fact that you get the lemon, you get the pledge, so you got the flavor, and then you get the yield that I think a couple of the other – like the Tahoe in particular, kind of a little lax because it's more connoisseur quality. And I think that's the reason why the Larry is everybody's favorite because it's got that typical OG taste and flavor and it's got that yield to match it, nice. to match the other typical, you know, yielding varieties that are out there. Nice, nice. What about uh, what about this Deadhead OG? I haven't really heard too much about that one. Well, the Deadhead is actually kind of like my East meets West take because it's actually the original 91 Chem clone that, uh, you know, our friend Chem Dog actually uh, found years and years ago. It's actually that clone, and I took that and crossed that to the SFBOG. In retrospect, in a way, in my opinion, it's kind of like an OG back cross because I think that the OG came originally from the Chems mm-hmm. and uh, the Chem 91 in particular. So it's, you know, it's that East meets West, and it's just bam, it's that taste of flavor, but it's got that boot to, to give it that kick, and it yields phenomenal. Wow. Well, that's cool. That's great. Yeah, because a lot of the, you know, the Kush strains um, aren't always the, the, the greatest as far as yields. Um, wh- how do you recommend typically people grow um, these OG Kush-based uh, strains? Um, well, in my honest opinion, and what I've learned over the years is by getting it not as big as possible, but as bushy as possible. You got to clean your lowers because that's going to help uh, promote the, the, the upper, uh, you know, nugs to be a little bit more full as opposed to just kind of thin and not, you know, that typical what everybody thinks about Kush. If you clean your lowers and you let it get a little bit bigger than normal, you know, veg it out a little longer than typical. Like a one week, a one week veg and flip is not going to be good for you. But a two week, two and a half week veg and flip, then you're talking something that'll work. If you go a little bit longer, that's where you gain a little weight because everybody goes, "Man, that Kush is done." Oh my God, I want to smoke it. It smells so good, looks so good, and then they pick it and it gets turns into fluff because it just needed to wait another two weeks. <laughs> wow. Cool. Well, uh, um, and as far as uh, nutrients and stuff, uh, what do you think, uh, um, you know, do you go with, like, chemical stuff? Do you go with organic stuff? Well, I'm, like, the worst person ever because I'm pretty much all chemical. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I I basically have uh, a really strict, not strict, more or less, like a really – dialed in nutrient regimens that I've worked on for the last about seven years that wow. the general hydroponics uh, base and it's re- almost like a reverse Lucas formula essentially yeah, I was gonna I, say Lucas of, formula is I mean you know when you smoke that uh, it's it's really tough to really distinguish um, you know if it's properly flushed whether that's organic or not you know obviously because uh, you're using basically the least amount of nutrient necessary right yeah, I mean, you know, definitely either way with chemical verts, if you can flush, mm-hmm. even in, even organics, the flush is the crucial, is crucial. That, right. That's the most important. That's where everything gets rid of everything. But, you know, yeah, like I said, I, I, the general hydro base that I've worked on is for years is basically like a high nitrogen, high calcium, magnesium, because basically from running, God only knows how many uh, OG, Bubba, Kush-type varieties that I've run, they love the nitrogen and they love their calcium magnesium. So some people run them a little soft, some people run them a little hard, but usually everything's pretty much more nitrogen, more calcium magnesium, and the mm-hmm. cushions really respond in veg and in bloom. 
You know? So when you say reverse Lucas, how is it uh, how is it different from the typical Lucas formula, which is I guess mostly uh, micro and bloom, right? Yeah, yeah. He, it's his formula is basically two to one, and it's two parts uh, bloom to one part micro. Mm-hmm. And to me, in a vegging plant, I really don't understand that because a lot of the plants when I would we used to veg with that formula about six, seven years ago, about six and a half years ago now, um, it, I would always have kind of green leaves or uh, light green leaves, and the light green always bothered me because I felt like I was always chasing a nitrogen deficiency and I was like, man, I, why, why aren't they green? I want them green. I'm five weeks into flower and I'm already losing the, the green and I feel like, man, I'm in trouble. I got to kick up the nitrogen, but if I kick the nitrogen, then I'm going to run into foxtailing and, and all these other sorts of trouble. So I kind of reverse that and I do high nitrogen, high calcium magnesium in veg because I like a green plant in veg and I believe that you need calcium or you need nitrogen, which is one of the which is the basically the key ingredient to vegging um, and calcium magnesium specific because it balances out kind of what you're missing from the phosphorus. Cool. Uh, so would you say that, uh, that uh, Kush in particular is a high nitrogen feeding plant? Absolutely. A hundred percent. They, they love their, they love their nitrogen and, and CalMag. They love it. Like they, and that's what keeps them green. Nice. Well, that's great. I hope that's uh, informative for our uh, listeners there. Um, now, what about, uh, let's talk a little bit about Amsterdam. Uh, I don't want to be a downer or anything, but you were there when that whole, uh, you know, little police raid thing went down. What are, what, do you, what are your reflections on that at all? Yeah, that was definitely an experience that I would probably rather not uh, live again or <laughs> have to deal with again just yeah. because it's one of the – it's an awkward situation, you know? Right, absolutely. <laughs> you know you're in the right. You know that you're okay, but there's just still that little thing in the back of your mind that says, what if – Right. What if they actually you know? like, take us all away? <laughs> yeah, what if they were just like, you know what, this is ridiculous, we're shutting it down, you guys all leave and we're confiscating everything. And it's yeah. like, well, wait a second. <laughs> but it yeah. all worked out for the best, which is the best part. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, ultimately there was some interesting stories of, of, of what, br- you know, who brought back uh, awards. And I think, you know, you guys, uh, DNA, and a couple of the, the Colorado people, to me, that was really um part of the story because here's like all these american you know based genetics going over to holland and winning awards and sort of proving that hey you know i it seems like you know while they're sort of resting on some of their laurels we're busy back home you know still working on new genetics and and new things yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that was what was really cool. Rare dankness took first in sativa. Yeah, which was yeah. totally cool. That that guy's a really nice guy, genuine individual. DNA cleaning house. I mean, my god. Yeah. If I could even get remotely close to where those guys are in the amount of time, I would be super stoked. Those guys are too cool and too. They're just killing it, man. Dominating at its finest. And then we got you know me coming up. It just proves that the best is in the West. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely. And I thought uh, the other cool thing was, uh, you know, Serious Seeds um, taking an award for AK-47. I mean, just, you know, talk about, you know, old school genetics that just keeps, uh, you know, keeps shining. You know, I think that won an award in like 99 or something years and years ago. And then for that to come back and, and still be placing among all these uh, sort of new school strains, I thought that was pretty cool, too. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, Sirius has been around forever. I mean, I still got some nice, really good original uh, AK-47 F2s nice. that we did from a couple of Plexinos in the vault. I mean, AK is some of the, my, my actually most, some of my favorite weed to smoke. It's just, you got to find the, uh, the the good phenos, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you just enjoy that for days and days to come, in my yeah. opinion. And, Absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was really cool that they were up there. Especially with all the, like, the, you know, not new breeds, but for the most part, I mean, especially in, like, the hybrid category. I mean, DNA, they're not necessarily new, but, you know, newer school genetics, mm-hmm. me, and yeah. them, that was, 
that's pretty cool. Pretty cool for sure, yeah. And uh, I love that Cali mist that they uh, that they produced as well. Um, also wanted to mention we have this LA Cup coming up in February, uh, a medical cannabis cup there. Um, assuming you are participating in that as well, right? Yeah, we're ready for that. We cool. we got some. Uh, we got we're kind of on our on our uh, concentrate. Um, binge right now. We want to try to clean house on all the concentrates. So you hear nice. you heard it here uh, first, folks. We're we're going for them all. Every yeah. which one. L. A. San Fran. We're gonna try to make it out to Michigan, and then we're gonna back to back it next year at the Cup again in Amsterdam. Oh, that's, that's our awesome. goal. That's awesome. Yeah, L. A. Should be great because uh, you know not only is it a hotbed of. Uh, concentrates but also just all the cushions going against each other and all that uh just that socal flavor that fuel uh you know that real kush is going to be pretty awesome to see you know you guys dna um a lot of those uh dispensaries and caregivers all kind of uh, vying for those awards that's going to be fun and we got a great venue too the la uh um, center studios yeah, I hear it's a pretty cool place. Yeah, it should be fun, man. I, uh, and uh, I, you know, I I don't want to go on the record, but I think we might even have uh, uh, Snoop and Wiz uh, Khalifa making an appearance uh, at that cup as well. So um, that should be interesting. Oh, that'll be cool. That'll be cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, we've gone 15 minutes. This is really great. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I know we kept uh, postponing day after day, but I'm really glad we were able to reach you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, let people know how they can get information, I guess, on uh, Cali Connection Seeds. Well, you can check us out definitely at thecaliconnection.com or you can check us out at thecaliconnectionltd.co.uk. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you need seeds, we're on every wish, every seed bank that you could imagine. Attitude, Pure Sativa, everyone does it. So amazing seeds. We're all over the place. You can't miss this. And we're actually, unfortunately, almost had the shop open, but we turned out didn't get it. But we'll have a shop in Amsterdam opening hopefully within three to four months. We're hoping by 420 to be a big, like, 420 extravaganza with the Cali Connection and our storefront, our flagship storefront in Amsterdam. Oh, that's great news. That's awesome, man. I'm looking forward to stopping by there and doing some some bong rips of the real uh, SoCal Kishes. Yeah, you know, we got the Tahoe. It's the best in the West, baby. <laughs> right on. Well, listen, Swerve, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on Freeweed, and congratulations again on all the awards. I'll be seeing you soon in February. We're going to... Uh um, we're going to have that LA medical cannabis cup. It's our first time in Southern Cali and, uh, I can't wait. I'm really, uh, I, I'm just really excited to, to smoke the strains and hang out with our, our Cali peeps. So I'm looking forward to seeing you there and thanks again for coming on the show. Uh, we're going to be back with our cultivation segment. We're talking about hydroponics and, uh, thanks again, Swerve, and we will be back. Thank you. For sure. Like hey listeners it's your host danny danko here we are so excited to have a new sponsor bc northern lights out of vancouver canada these guys make grow boxes they manufacture them from start to finish they've got a grow box for every need they've got nurseries for clones they've got the mothership for mother plants they've got all kinds of drying equipment as well give them a call 888-236-1266 that's 888-236-1266 and you can check them out at bcnorthernlights.com these guys are five-time high time stash award winners They've been on the cover of High Times. We've done articles on these grow boxes time and time again. They're really top of the line. There's touchscreen technology and all kinds of amazing uh, kits and caboodles that they give you with all this. And, again, they have a special deal running. If you mention free weed to any of their salespeople here when you call for a quote, they will give you free shipping. This is a limited time offer, and we're talking about a lot. That's, yeah, that's a, a lot. big deal. Yeah, I It mean, costs a lot things, of money to ship those things. Yes, yeah, it does cost a lot of money to ship these things. It's definitely in the three to $500 range, typically. So you're going to save yourself that money. And yes, these machines are 
uh, pricey. They're in the thousands of dollars. But if you've got money on your credit card, they pay they pay for themselves within a harvest or two. So really, if you just get those, get some seeds, and get growing, within basically two to four months, you should be paid back for your bloom box, and you should be swimming in free weed. So check them out. BC Northern Lights, 888-236-1266, and bcnorthernlights.com. We can stand behind all our sponsors. Welcome back, Free Weedniacs. Thank you very much to Swerve from the Cali Connection. Check them out online at uh, thecaliconnection.co.uk. There you and, go. Yeah. And we, yeah. Have a, we have a special guest today in the studio. First time uh, on the show here. I feel like uh, people like to hear from my High Times colleagues. They want to know what it's like to work here, and they want to know uh, you know, what we do on a basically regular, everyday basis. So I want to bring on, uh, without any further ado... Our managing editor, uh, Miss Jen Bernstein. Welcome to the show, Jen. Hey, Danko, what's up? Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem, no problem. I know you support the free weed cause, so uh, free weed yeah. in the house. So, what exactly does a managing editor do, anyway? Ah, uh, well, uh, on a day-to-day basis, we're talking with our writers and our editors and getting these fabulous growth stories in so we can educate our readers, which are you, the free weed listeners, about the best in grow, the best new products, the hottest new products. And right in front of me, I have the February issue, which is uh, basically your 2012 Hydro Report. Yeah. Yeah. All about Hydro. Myself and our correspondent, Eric Bixa, we wrote the 2012 hydro report and uh, there's a lot of stuff in there about how to grow hydro which is actually the also the topic that we cover today and on the show so hydro is the deal and that's on newsstands now right that's correct so our february issue it's chock full of really interesting articles one i wrote myself about the fish flood recovery benefit in Vermont. This was That's a, the band fish, right? That's with the a band fish, fish with the pH. And <laughs> these these boys from uh, Vermont are just, you know, philanthropists. They raised over a million dollars for Vermonters. And, you know, Vermont grows. They legally are allowed to have some dispensaries. And Governor Shumlin, who I had, got to meet at the benefit he is very pro uh decriminalization so it's cool we love that's great yeah i mean vermont has been producing a lot of the bud for the whole east coast area for for many many years um they don't call it the green mountain state for nothing (laughs) right exactly (laughs) um we have other great articles in the february issue which you've already mentioned uh, we have a big story on BHO, butane hash oil. Yeah, which is really the first time we've covered that in any kind of major way. And I think it's pretty important for people to check that out so that they know, um, you know, not just the dangers, but also the benefits to some people of BHO. And, you know, no matter really how you feel about uh, that hash oil, it's here to stay. And um, we just have to find ways to uh, to consume it. Ha- have you uh, have you ever dabbed uh, the hash oil there, Jen? I I might have to say that my first week at High Times, <laughs> I I waited until five thirty on a Friday, and at that point I felt like my responsibilities as a managing editor were winding down, and uh, it was okay to you know test this new science of uh, smoking you know a concentrate. I think it was like 90% THC or something crazy. Very strong. Very and strong. Uh, one dab and seven hours later, <laughs> uh, still flying high. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's really good stuff. And, you know, if you can do it safely and uh, right. under supervision. That. You can imagine how, how that would work uh, well for patients with uh, severe debilitating pain and stuff. So definitely, definitely. It has its place, and I think it's important for people to understand, uh, you know, just the proper ways um, to produce it, the proper ways to consume it, and uh, to be safe above all. Correct. And then also I want to mention our High Times interview for February was with uh, Patrick McKernan, and he actually mapped out the pot genome. Yeah. So it's... 
imagine, uh, you know, a, a computer screen with all types of letters and uh, a helix, a swirling helix, and he pretty much dissected it. And um, now we can look at a medical strain or a strain from a medical point of view and start figuring out what strains are good for um, which diseases and just really the technical side of um, of medical and the genome itself. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's going to make uh, make for a lot of uh, interesting things that can come out of that in the future from mm-hmm. mapping that cannabis genome. Mm-hmm. So thanks for dropping by, Jen. Very interesting. And uh, people should check out Jen's fish story in uh, our Hydro issue. That's our February issue on newsstands now. Thank you, Jen. You're doing a great job. And I don't think it's very easy managing uh, this particular <laughs> staff, but you, you do what a great job. What that do again? <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, you know, we managed to put together a pretty nice magazine every month. Yep. So uh, thank you for the work that you do doing that. And thanks for dropping by on Free Weed. Thanks, Danko. Thanks, everyone. And definitely uh, check out the February issue. Uh, Mike G is the man. And I'll talk to you all later. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Jen. And uh, speaking of our February 2012 issue, that is our Hydro Report. So uh, we are going to talk about hydroponics today specifically, which is growing plants without soil. The, the plants are held by a medium or uh, just directly in a solution, nutrient solution mist. So uh, you've probably heard me talk about organics and soil growing and a lot of that sort of thing. Um, that's not to say that there's anything wrong with hydroponics and the, there's a, some extreme benefits that you can get from growing hydroponically. Um, Not the least of which is that it's a very clean operation and as long as you keep it clean. And also you can get very explosive growth rates. You can get very fast uh, photosynthesis going if all the factors are in their proper ratio. So we're going to talk about hydroponics a little bit. There's a few different uh, type of systems that you can use in hydroponic. Uh, There's active and passive systems. Passive means you're just pouring the water on uh, once or twice a day uh, onto your medium and watering that way. But uh, the best parts of hydroponics are in the active units, and those can be described as uh, flood and drain, which is also uh, known as ebb and flow. That's where you have a reservoir below your tray, and you have your tray filled with your medium of choice, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, And periodically, a water pump will pump that nutrient solution from your reservoir to your tray and then drain it uh, several times a day. And that's the way your plants get fed in that system. Uh, There's top feeding systems, which are like uh, drip emitter systems and things like that, that uh, basically use tubing from the reservoir to to have a constant uh, drip that just drips drop after drop onto your medium allowing for a lot of oxygen to reach your roots as well as a lot of nutrient solution, which is the important thing in hydroponics is nutrient solution, very oxygenated. Um, You also have the NFT system, which is nutrient film technique. These are the long tubes that you see uh, with a reservoir at one end. The pump pumps the nutrient solution to the far end of the tubes, and the water is pushed through along the... uh, you know, it's like a film several inches deep along the bottom of those tubes, and that flows through the tubes, uh, feeding the roots that dangle down into the tubes, and then that water goes back into the reservoir to be recirculated back again. Uh, a couple of newer systems are deep water culture and aeroponics. Deep water culture relies on uh, big containers, five gallon containers or more, and there's a lot of oxygenation going on in deep water culture. You have uh, each plant gets its own individual bucket. Sometimes these are connected to a reservoir. Sometimes they're just uh, separate and on their own. Either way, you get really uh, huge plants using deep water culture, and they grow really quickly as long as the factors we're going to talk about are held in place. Aeroponics, uh, also very advanced system where the roots just dangle uh, in whatever container that they're kept in, the, uh, they're aerated by a mist of nutrient solution that's just constantly spraying them or intermittently uh, 15 minutes for every 
uh, hour or so that they're in that bucket. And you get really great growth that way, uh, again, as long as certain factors are, are kept in place. As far as mediums go, uh, a lot of people use rock wool. It's not the best medium, uh, environmentally speaking, but it is fairly inert and it, it does work very well. It, it holds a lot of roots in a pretty small space. It allows oxygen to reach those roots and nutrient solution to, to reach them. It's great uh, also for cloning because of its ability to hold moisture and at the same time uh, provide a lot of uh, air to that cut end. Um, there's also grow rocks. These are the expanded clay pellets that you see sometimes in the photographs, the little brown rocks. Those are great. Uh, they allow a lot of air to reach the roots. They allow the roots to, uh, you know, pretty much get anywhere in that, uh, the medium that you've got. Uh, another great and fairly new medium for hydroponics is cocoa fiber. This is the, uh, fiber left over from the coconut industry after they've, uh, taken the the milk and the meat from the coconut, they're left with these shells and, and they're able to pulverize these into a great fiber. Um, the important thing with rock wool and uh, cocoa fiber is to make sure that you buffer the pH. So, and hydro pH, you want a little bit lower than soil pH. I'd say the ideal soil pH, you're looking at 6.5. With hydro, 6.0 is great, 5.8 is okay. Um, anything around 6.0, just slightly on the acidic side. Um, when you're mixing those nutrients, it's important to have the pH to be at 6.0 and also to measure your parts per million because you're adding a lot of salts and nutrients. A lot of them are very concentrated. So you, you definitely want a pH meter and a PPM meter. And you want to keep your PPMs usually below 1,500 or so uh, during that major stages of growth and you know a little less during vegging and early flowering. You want to also change that nutrient solution completely uh, every two weeks maximum. Uh, every week is even better. And if you can afford the nutrients, it's best to do it every week. But you can, you can go two weeks as long as you keep topping off the tank with uh, uh, nutrient solution and water to, to make sure that you're not depleting the water in that tank too much. The other uh, third factor in your reservoir that's very important is the temperature of the water. These reservoirs sit on the floor of the grow room typically, and if you're in a basement, that can meet, lead to very cold temperatures. If you're uh, using a pump all the time in there, that could lead to really hot temperatures. So you really want to keep that reservoir temperature as close to about 65 degrees as possible. If you get up above 75 or so, you're going to be dealing with root rot and a lot of uh, problems with oxygen getting to your roots. If you go down below 60, 55, you're just going to be shocking those roots and they're not going to be taking in as much of the nutrient solution and the oxygen that you're feeding them. So that's the situation with the reservoir. Uh, hydroponics is quite simple. The, the other benefit of this is you're not dumping bags of soil. Uh, you can reuse these mediums. Aside from rock wool, I mean the grow rocks, you can rinse those out. Um, with cocoa fiber, you want to you don't want to reuse that uh, at least more than once or twice. Either way, <clears throat> the benefits are you're not throwing a lot of stuff out. You're you're allowing the plant to grow very very quickly, very rapid growth. And if you provide it with enough oxygen in that water and enough nutrients, and especially the proper amount of light indoors, you can really almost watch the plants grow in hydro. And uh, I've seen a lot of very successful hydro gardens. <clears throat> the only other thing I would mention about hydroponics is that it's important to flush uh, your nutrient solution at the end uh, because typically you're not using a lot of organic nutrients in hydro. There are organic hydro nutrients. Uh, right now they're a bit difficult to master, so I wouldn't start off with those. But if you're using the GH or the advanced nutrients, uh, you can still get a very incredible high-quality product as long as you make sure to flush about the last two weeks or so, depending on the medium that you're using. Anyway, for more great hydro info, pick up our February 2012 issue of High Times, which is on newsstands now. It's got a big, uh, big huge leaf on the front with a lot of cool uh, water droplets there and we've got a great uh, article in there by myself and uh, Eric Bixa who's a hydro expert out of uh, Vancouver Canada so 
Check it out on Newsstands Now, our 2012 Hydro Report, February issue of High Times Magazine. We are now going to get into our Strain of the Week. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, that's right. Strain of the Week time, AK-47. Yeah, AK-47. Now, this is a classic strain. This has been around for years. It's nothing new. But one interesting thing about it is it just took third place uh, in Amsterdam at the High Times Cannabis Cup for Seed Company Hybrid. Right, and that's the category that you were judging, right? It is. It is. And I do remember that third place strain being very good and uh, reminding me a lot of that old school uh, hybrid that we used to get in the mid-90s. And not coincidentally, the last award uh, prior to that was in 1999 as second place in Cannabis Cup at the uh, in the Sativa category. So that's, you know, literally 12 years prior, which is pretty amazing. I also listed it as uh, the High Times Strain of the Year in 2003 uh, in our December issue of that year. So I'm excited. I love Serious Seeds. I think uh, Simon really knows what he's doing over there. He's got uh, great help from uh, the uh, new breeders that are helping out as well, and, and they... They've branched out into some really interesting stuff, but this AK is really their sativa dominant strain, but with a a good short flowering time and a nice yield, um, really easy to grow. I just remember this in the mid '90s. A lot of uh, you know commercial cultivators just loved growing it. The the cuttings would root real quickly. Um, you just get these identical spears of uh, thick colas right at the level canopy height. So I do think that there's really uh, a lot to be said about AK-47, both in future breeding projects and in just growing it as it is on its own. Um, When I queried Simon about the uh, lineage of the strain, he told me it's got Colombian, Mexican, Thai, and Afghani genetics, which I think is just, uh, you know, four outstanding land races to combine together into one. Uh, flowering time is fairly short, eight to nine weeks. Um, again, Sirius Seeds has been in the, they were in the first year of my Seed Bank Hall of Fame. Uh, they've been around for years. They're responsible for the Cali Mist and just a bunch of incredible, uh, incredible genetics. And they're still going strong. Like I said, they won a cup. Uh, they won third place in hybrids this year. So AK-47, great strain. Uh, get out there and get it uh, from you know whatever seed bank you can find. You can check out SeriousSeeds.com if you want to read up a little bit more about it. And we have it up on uh, HighTimes.com as well. So uh, I think – do we have some uh, – do we have some grow questions from Twitter, Mike? We sure do. You awesome. ready for them? I am ready for them. Right, let's go right to the Twitters. Uh, Jesse Cooksey wants to know, uh, what is the best soil for high-altitude growing? Huh. Interesting question. Uh, I don't really think the soil makes much of a difference as far as what altitude you're at. I haven't really heard too much about that, but I do know uh, any kind of soil that you want to have is going to be loose and airy, uh, full of good organic material. If you have a very clay soil, you can add compost to the soil and work it in. If you have a very uh, loose Soil that's sandy and loose, you can also add compost. It's a great buffer uh, to just constantly keep adding. It gives it a mild boost of nutrients as well as uh, providing some some nice life and living soil to that. Uh, The other thing is if you're in a high altitude and uh, frost can be an issue, you want to mulch the soil really well uh, with either hay or leaves, uh, chopped up leaves work great because that eventually works its way into compost. And you can even use, uh, things to keep the base of the plant warm. And if, if you have frosts, uh, which there's like water wings that you can use that are similar to the little things that the, uh, babies swim in pools in, but you put the warm water in there and it acts like a solar blanket around the base of the plant. The water warms up during the day and then through the night when you have the threat of cold, that warm water keeps the base of the plant warm and keeps it from dying of, of frost. So anything you can do to add, uh, looseness and, beneficial microbes and bacteria to your soil. Just add it from the top. Let the worms do the work. Uh, don't break up the soil too much. Uh, and just you know, keep sheet composting. Just keep adding beneficial stuff to your soil, and you'll find 
uh, eventually over a few years' time, you'll be adding less and less nutrient and more and more just uh, organic material. All right. Well, hopefully that helps uh, Jesse Cooksey out a little bit. Remember, if you guys have a grow question out there, it's easy to get a hold of us. Go on to Twitter and tweet at Danny Danko or hashtag free weed, or if you're really desperate, at MyQs underscore, because the underscore means I'm not the only MyQs. <laughs> Couldn't get the name out right. Anyway. Yeah, and that hashtag free weed, we want to get that trending on Twitter. So uh, at some point, I want to see that on the right side of my Twitter as one of the top trending things. So anything anything you can do to promote that would be great. That's the free weed, hashtag free weed with no underscore. Yeah, but get your questions up there, and uh, we'll answer them on air. Dan will answer them. So the next question is from uh, Six Deg from Christie. I guess that's maybe Six Degrees from Christie. Okay. Yeah. Um, wants to know, what's a good, easy sativa strain to grow? Wow. Well, without being too redundant, I think uh, AK obviously is a great one, uh, AK-47 that we mentioned from Sirius. Um, they also have the Cali Mist, which is really one of my favorites. Not super easy to grow, but also not too tough either. Most of the strains with haze in their name are going to be a little tougher, are going to stretch, are going to have longer flowering times. Uh, aside from a few, I mean, Super Silver Haze from Greenhouse is, is a pretty uh, workable one. It stays fairly short and tight comparatively to a lot of the other hazes. Um, you're going to want to avoid things like the Dr. Grinspoon and stuff that really stretches and stays very loose and wispy. So uh, as far as clone-only strains, I really love uh, Blue Dream and Strawberry Cough as two great sativas that are, are easy to grow and quite unique in their own way. All right. Well, there you go. Hopefully uh, Six Deg from Christy learns something from that and gets a good sativa. Uh, next question is from... Ease Doggy G, I guess. Ease Doggy G. Ease Doggy G. Uh, insect is my problem. I guess it's probably more than one, but that makes me think of one giant insect just kind of <laughs> like menacing him in the corner. Uh, insect is my problem no matter what I spray. I don't want to kill the plant. What do you recommend? Okay, well, insects are definitely a problem for a lot of people. Uh, I'm not sure what you have already sprayed, but uh, things like neem oil are great. Um, there's a number of different homemade sprays you can make with hot peppers and things like that that you can find on the internet. Uh, if you're done spraying and you want to th find something else, I recommend beneficial insects. These are the carnivorous insects that basically are the predators to the vegetarian insects that are uh, the ones that are plaguing your plant. And pretty much everyone out there has a carnivore that loves to eat it. So if you have spider mites, you can find uh, predator mites. If you have uh, thrips and, and things like that, then you can have ladybugs. There's a number of, 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 of different insects, and you can order them right through the mail. Uh, they come to your house dormant, and then you release them on the plant. You can keep ladybugs in the, uh, in the fridge indefinitely and just keep releasing a few of them at a time as well. So I think the, the predator insects are probably your best bet if you've sprayed everything and, and had no success with it. All right. Well, there you go. And, and again, if it is just one large insect, I would move because <laughs> I don't think there's anything you could do. Like, yeah. You could fight it maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, but hopefully that helps ease doggy G out. Yeah, I, one other thing I would mention is diatomaceous earth. These, this is uh, something that you put at the base of the plant, uh, kind of like a powder, but at a microscopic level, that diatomaceous earth has very, very sharp uh, angles in it, and so soft-bellied insects can't crawl over it without cutting themselves open and releasing their juices, which is all the things that keep them alive. So uh, a combination of predator insects and diatomaceous earth is probably your best bet. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back with the wrap-up, I guess. But, yes, um, we will. If you guys have your grow questions, please do send them to us by Twitter, and we will answer them on air. Well, Dan yep. will answer them, and I'll read them. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, just join Clout. Join Clout uh, with a K and give us uh, some plus K scores on there. We're excited about that. Check out. I have Free no Weed. idea what that means. 
Yeah, it's a whole it's, new thing. We're new on thing. Tumblr. We're on all. Yeah. The, we're on everything. We're we're social networks are uh, are where we're at. We're podcasting and twittering and tumbling and everything that the kids are up to. That's what the kids are up to. <laughs> all right. Well, stick around for the wrap. We'll be right back. Stick around. We will be back. Hey, amigos, Nico Escondido, cultivation editor of High Times Magazine here. Are you tired of searching textbooks to answer one little grow question? Do your eyes hurt from hours in the grow room under those grow lamps? The last thing you want to do is pick up a book and start reading. Well, we have the solution. I'm proud to introduce to you High Times Presents Nico Escondido's Grow Like a Pro DVD with an easily searchable menu of over 60 DVD chapters covering indoor, greenhouse, and outdoor cultivation. All shot in HD, this unprecedented, never-seen-before footage of America's top medical marijuana production facilities includes all the tips and tricks you need to get growing. For more information or to buy this DVD, check out www.headshop.hightimes.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us for Episode 11, you guys. This has been amazing. I've had a great time. We're so excited. Two sponsors, all kinds of information. Uh, can't get away with talking about Cannabis Cup without mentioning our Freedom Fighter of the Year, Debbie Goldsberry. She was also a guest on a previous Free Weed show. And also the Brotherhood of Eternal Love. Those guys came over and uh, regaled us with the tales of all the psychedelic uh, stuff that they did back in the 60s and 70s. Very, very impressive, very cool, very psychedelic and uh, very earth changing. So, just wanted to shout out Debbie and all the our friends from the Brotherhood of Eternal Love, and uh, also Swerve. Thank you so much for coming on the show, uh, Jen Burns, uh, for talking about the February issue. Uh, everyone who participated in the January cover contest, uh, everyone who sent us cultivation questions, all the people out there, all the subscribers, twi- tweeters, uh, our and Facebook tumblers friends, Tumblr, clouders, clouders, and- everybody. <laughs> All the social network people, you guys are keeping us alive. You guys are uh, helping out our sponsors and, and making sure we keep coming back with more and more free weed. 